2018 and joining me as always Dan Miller Dan Miller Rick Legato Tom McGill hello, hello, hello. for the very hello. last episode not of the year but for this particular studio we're moving to studio 3.0 now a total reboot of the studio space and uh, so the next show coming up in the next in the next couple of weeks will be in from a brand new space and all of the uh, moving headaches that usually come with that. So, gentlemen, uh, tonight we're having a look at some, let's let's call it classic. I guess it, it, it really is classic in the, uh, in relation to the 80s and, and uh, this particular genre. It's certainly classic within this genre. Um, in, some would say that it was one of the films that built this genre um, that wasn't really around before the 80s. What is this genre? Action movies, right? As a genre, there were movies, there were dramas with action in, there were comedies with action in, there was fantasy and sci-fi with action in, but there was no such thing as an action movie as a genre. It wasn't until the eighties and video stores where they needed a, a section in the video shop where all of these films were found, and obviously these are the Chuck Norris, a lot of the Canon, uh, Canon films, the Chuck Norris, the Char- Charles Bronson, Jean Claude Van Damme. Stallone. I think Van Damme was slated to star in this one, wasn't he? The, he yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. There was quite a few. There's a lot of drama around this particular film. So obviously we're talking about um, uh, Demolition Man, uh, what some would say one of the films that rebooted um, Stallone's career. He went quiet for a few yeah. years. What year was that? 1983. 90, uh, 93, yes. Yeah, he went quiet from sort of the mid-80s through to the early 90s. After Rambo 3, I think. There was um, – Cliffhanger was the one that, right. that, that mm-hmm. rebooted him, that brought him back onto the main stage, and then he just took off again and mm. got into uh, a couple of really big sort of big-budget um, films. Uh, this this particular film was uh, around about 50 to $60 million. Budget fifty seven yeah, million, fifty seven, I think, fifty seven million yeah. dollar budget, which is quite a lot of moolah for for that time, and and obviously pre digital, so really not a lot of, if any, you know, there was there's matte paintings in this one, and mm. so it's, as we talk the, about uh, it, there are some some there's one completely CG shot. Yep. I uh, well, it started as a completely CG shot, mm-hmm. looked shit. It's the the water droplet. Oh, freezing. okay, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was supposed to be full frame, fully CG film and looked looked a bit average mm. and they you know, they kept the effect as digital but they pasted it into a, a still frame of the mm-hmm. of the movie. So, gentlemen, uh, as no, as usual, we'll we'll discuss how we came across this film. Tom, uh, did you see it in its original run? Sure did. Yeah, back at the, at the, at the, the cinema, yeah. yeah. At the movies back in Germany. Yep. 
The Mission Demolition the cinema? Man. Yeah, wow. it's okay. at the cinema in '93. Yeah, right. I was at a cinema okay. <laughs> going age at the time. Right. Um, what did you think of it? Oh, I loved it. Loved it from the start. Yeah, I was never. You know, I don't know if if if, if people are, are split between Schwarzenegger and Stallone. If you can either like one or the other. Yeah, that it was, was always, always it was always one or the other. I was always Although more were, towards the Schwarzenegger. They were very different about how they went about their business, weren't they? Mm. I was never a big fan of the Stallone films, but I always loved the Schwarzenegger stuff. Mm. So this was the first Stallone film that I genuinely liked. Didn't wasn't much a fan of Rambo and all the Rocky films. And they were good films, but Rick, um, I think I saw it on TV back in the nineties. Yeah, Ooh. after a after the cinema run, <laughs> yeah. after the video, it had been on video for twelve months yeah. or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because t- TV got it after everybody else in the yeah. planet got got their uh, turn at the trough, and then it'd be a big thing <laughs> Sunday night for the first time. <laughs> yep, I think that was the deal. Yep, and Dan. Yeah, and just to make sure that everything's different, I was at the video store and picked up um, Demolition yeah. Man. I would have been shelf. the same. Yeah, rambling. in fact, I saw it on Laserdisc. Oh wow! I, I had a. I was. I was an early adopter, and uh, obviously that turned into a, the most expensive CD player I ever bought in my life. Um, but it was a laser display. It was part of a Yamaha surround sound system that I bought, and um, and there was a guy that used to rent out laser discs out of his house in Canberra. Right. I'd drive across to Canberra. I don't know how I found him. Um, and as long as you gave him a call an hour before, he'd be waiting for you there with the disc. You could call through because you had a, a four or five page catalogue printed. Okay. Yeah. And you'd go through and go, oh, yeah, I'd like to see that. And so you'd ring up, do you have that? Yeah, I do. I'll be over in half an hour or 45 minutes. And you just knock on his door, go into his house, and he'd give you the laser disc. And I, I, um, and a bag of weed. I watched a whole <laughs> yeah. bunch of stuff. Very, this guy, very much like a slightly dodgy. This guy was a cinephile. Dealer. Like um, he he had a room that was completely wall to wall covered with DVDs, videos. His speakers were ten thousand dollar. What year are we talking about here? Um, well, not DVDs. Well, not DVDs. They, CDs. There will be videos and um, laser discs. Laser discs. Yeah. Um, but he had ten thousand dollars speakers and stuff like that. So he was he was a severe collector of the. Of the crazy variety. Um, but, yeah, you'd rent them out to you, six, seven bucks for a couple of days, and you'd take them back. And that's when I saw Demolition Man. So I saw it in very good quality. Laser disc quality was – when the comparison was video mm-hmm. at the time was fantastic. Is Laser disc the same resolution as DVD, 720 by 576? I can't remember. I think Wouldn't it, have been more. I don't think it would have been more. No. No. The laser discs were bloody huge for some reason. Yeah. They were vinyl. They were twelve, <laughs> yeah, twelve yeah, inch. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. It's, uh, that's when I saw the um, the Demolition Man, and um, <coughs> that's when I sort of jumped on the Wesley Snipes bandwagon as well. He plays um, a pretty good character in this film. He is a good villain. Mm. He holds up the uh, and his his action style as well. His mm. fighting style. He's very. He's very. Um, he's well trained in that mm. in, the, in the martial arts. Mm. But he also knows how to sell it on screen. There's a lot of people that are well trained in the martial arts that don't know how to sell it. Mm. Um, whereas um, he's a little bit similar to Jean Claude Van Damme. He knows exactly how to snap moves for the camera and things like mm. that. And make it very um, cinematic. It's um, a lot more dramatic though than somebody like Van Damme. Van mm. Damme plays things very straight. Mm. Yeah, I, fa- I found him. Um, um, 
he, without him in this film, you would have a very uh, a much lesser film. I yeah, think. much more subdued. He's very wild and he's kind of crazy and he's kind of. And you feared him as a back, bad guy. He was a crazy. He came across as a crazy bastard, which he was. <laughs> that's what his character was. And, yeah. So and he achieved in, that in in even the script. So before they even uh, hire the actors, sometimes scripts get written for actors, but mm. this wasn't. So there was a script that was bought, and in the script he's described as a black man with white hair and one blue eye, one brown eye. So exactly like they turned up to be in the film. Yeah. But you know who they had initially wanted to play the bad guy? No. Okay. Jackie Chan. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I I'd, I'd read that as well. Stallone yeah. wanted Jackie Chan. They wanted Jackie Chan, <laughs> and Jackie said, "No, I, I don't. I never play bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only play good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the, the the quote I sort of read was that." Um, yeah, audience don't like to see the bad guy, or the good guy, suddenly become the bad guy in, yeah. no, in all these things. So, yeah, he's, he turned it down. So, uh, a couple of taglines. Oh, yeah, some taglines. The future taglines. isn't big enough for the both of them. Was yeah. it one on the po- one on one of a poster tagline? Uh, the twenty first century's most dangerous cop. The 21st century's most ruthless criminal. Okay, that's a better tagline. Um, then you've got some epic bloody novel tagline here. In the year 2032, Simon Phoenix escapes from prison on the verge of bringing crime to San Angeles. One man is called back to duty as a last resort. They call him the Demolition Man. Hmm. Yes, that's almost... And there's about three synopsis. others that are of the same sort of length, but essentially that's a synopsis of the film rather than a tagline. Hmm. Um, so what we normally do is um, is use the narrative beats of the film to drive us through the process. Um, we've we've uh, toiled for a good long time to bring up those narrative beats <laughs> on the fourth device that we've tried it on, but we managed to got them here and da- have them here. And Dan's going to take us through the uh, the narrative uh, process, as always. So, Dan, where do we start with this one? Um, we start in 1996 in L.A. and everything's on fire. It's uh, the riots, the <laughs> L.A. riots. We start with an opening which establishing is, shot. Which with- is pre-actual L.A. riots, isn't it? When when were the real L.A. riots? Mm, I don't I can't I actually wanted to look that up prior to the thing and I didn't. The uh, Rodney damn. King. Um, yeah. We'll talk, continue on and I'll have a quick look. All right. So um, we start with, um, yeah, some sort of craziness going on in L.A. And it's the, um, is it the Hollywood sign? It's we, the Hollywood sign. The very the first shot of the film is so bad. Um, mm. It's all, it's obviously a, um, a composite, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And. The Hollywood side in the foreground, which is burning, and we're like a chopper view coming over <laughs> yeah, the yeah, top of it yeah. to reveal uh, LA. It's shaking and moving yeah. around independently while the background's not moving yeah. at all. It was so a this terrible is in the time where, where motion, motion uh, match moving was done by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so they had the Hollywood sign built at quarter scale or something, mm-hmm. and foreground hill built those letters, put them, put, put gas pipes in, and, and just essentially could turn on a switch and yeah. set the whole thing up the light and, burners and yeah. then they had several crane moves that yeah. they just had the camera on a tr- crane and they we said wobbling they wanted that they wanted it to look like a, a, helicopter, a helicopter shot so they, they did that mm. and then they took a still photograph um, for all the background yeah. and color corrected that and, and, and added you know flames and uh, they, they got tracer bullets firing up these are hand animated tracer bullets this is the background of the city this is the background of the city and the mm. foreground is the burning burning sign which is actual film footage and the background is a still image with some grain added mm. and of course still image doesn't have perspective so they had to by hand match move frame by frame to get even the distortion that you would get from a camera going up mm. 
like a helicopter going up and then down again. The foreground moves a bit fo faster than the, the background stuff. There's lens distortion. This was this film was shot anamorphic, mm. and anamorphic is a format where the lens is pretty much twice as wide as it is high. So mm -hmm. every, the whole film actually on film is squashed together. Mm. So lens distortion is magnified horribly when mm. you're shooting anamorphic, and so tracking is extremely difficult. Mm. And of course, 19, this film was made in 1993, so there was no computer tracking at the time. You just do it all by hand. Mm. So yes, it looks shit with your modern <laughs> eyes, but damn, it was nominated for good special effects at the time and deserves them. <laughs> by today's standards, it's... By today's standards, yeah. And even relaxed today's standards, it's certainly one of the worst establishing shots I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> like as the very first shot of a film, it sort of, you, you could look at it as a te technical person, you could look at it and go, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to get into here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm about to. I'm sure the audience of 1993 <laughs> appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like 1992 was the Los Angeles riots. And if they were filming in 92, it would one would think that it the idea of having a Los Angeles riot going on in the first opening as the background to the first part of the film may have actually preceded the actual riot. Um, it's they probably figured that it's or time for the film. Right on top of it. I don't no know. Time of the, because it's only like, I, I'm, I'm, I was scared that they, that they set the future too close. You know, mm. it's film. It's, we're in 1993 when we're watching the film mm. and they're saying three years later, mm. we're having Los Angeles plunged into darkness <clears> and, Gangs are, are, are ruling 30 city, city blocks. Yep. Police can't go in. And we have bloody cryo-freezing prisons already. Yep. So it's a bit, laser guns it was a bit, and bit close. It was, it was a, bit a little bit by. close. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a, there's, a, um, there's a terrible situation where um, a bunch of hostages have been taken in a building. An entire bus. An entire busload of hostages by um, Phoenix, Simon Phoenix... Yep. Who's the bad guy? Wesley Snipes. Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. And our good guy, John Spartan, is on a helicopter. Chopper, 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 chopper. With a bungee cord. And a belt. And a helicopter pilot. And a helicopter pilot. Who are the helicopter pilots? I Zachary Lamb. I don't know who the, who the actor is. Don't know. But he but turns the, out to be the older guy. He's, he's, he's Oh, is he? I didn't make he's, that connection. He's the same oh, guy. okay. Oh, they should have... Because oh, he, he yeah. later on he says, "Ah, Zachary Lamb, I remember you back in the day." They yeah. could have at least said, "They grounded your ass." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have at least said, "When you yeah. jumped out of the helicopter at the start of the movie," <laughs> yeah. you know that was really exciting. Because he never calls him Zachary or, no, or, or, no, or Pilot Lamb in the in the yeah. opening. No, okay. he never gives him a name. Totally missed That's that. Right. Yeah. All right, so he ties a big rubber jump bungee cord to his belt and he jumps out of the helicopter. Yep. And he happens to land. He drops the catchphrase on the chopper pilots. Oh, what was the catchphrase? Send a maniac to catch a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that's, that's something like that is in every single sly movie from the 80s and 90s, isn't there? There's just always one of those little catchphrases. Oh, you've got to have those in there. I was reading like, um, a, you know, sort of, I read lots of um, reviews of the movie after, after I've watched it and check out what other people, and a lot of people, you know, they think, Oh, the cheesiest lines ever in this movie. Yeah. But it's no, if you, if you didn't put those in there, yeah. you know, you would have this bland, yeah. flat, yeah. boring movie. Yeah, it'd be all know. flat. And they got you two did. in this one. They got yeah. this one, and then five minutes later they say, when, when, when the two antagonists meet for the first time, they say, is it cold in here or is it just me? Yeah. And then later in the film, when they meet again in the future, they do all those lines again. Yeah, yeah. both of them. Yeah. They need the, you know, the uh, 
spray cheese in a can. Those yeah. lines <laughs> yeah. to, make, to make the film. Absolutely. Actually, should we have images in the back? Yes, we should. All right, so the bungee just happens to be the right height for what yeah, he needs. Yeah, I was wondering about that. He, he, land, he stopped like a, a <laughs> yeah. metre above the roof, and I'm thinking... That's wow, like, you measured pretty good. Yeah, doesn't crash into it and break his ankles yeah. or dangling above it. It was good. Go lower, lower. <laughs> the production they used that building. It was going. It was due to be demolished. Yeah, and they used it. And when they did that stunt, that's a like. Is it a Hirokoi? It's got two massive yeah. rotors: the rear, uh, a front, and a rear rotor. All right, it's a big, it's yeah. a troop carrier helicopter, uh-huh. and um, there was so much downdraft that one of the um, B B-roll crews. It's a joke. Chinook, yeah. yeah. It um, they had so much downdraft, it blew away one of the crews that were close. Like <laughs> literally, camera and everything just went rolling down the street. So they had to actually bolt a lot of the set down okay. because it kept blowing away. Your Hollywood sets aren't real, you know. Um, yeah, just to do that shot. But they end up blowing that building up because, and it's a real building. It's an actual building being demolished. Yeah, in, like they in did the in film, which Lethal fantastic. Weapon. They did the same in Lethal Weapon with the cat. Same producer it was um, yeah. What's his face? Silver, Joel. Joel Silver. Joel Silver. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the uh, the bad guy. Um, so they can put, they blow up the building and all the hostages die. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the demolition man. They, they then say. Well, oh. what, the hostages didn't just die. They, it was a setup. So Simon Phoenix was trying to set up. Simon Phoenix kind of hints. Spartan, which is the sly character, Mm. he hints that, um, well, the way he acts when the other cops find out, like, he does a, Spartan does a sweep after killing a bunch of people and finding Simon Phoenix and having the... He uh, checks it with a heat heat, heat vision. Yeah, he couldn't find anyone in the building. And his theory later on is that they're already dead. But he gets... um, I think he gets set up by Phoenix, mm. and and Phoenix actually admits to him that they're already dead in the future. That yes, they were already yeah, yeah. dead, which is why he didn't pick him up in mm. his. Yeah. All right. So um, all the hostages are dead, um, and that's where you know um, John Spartan gets his nickname essentially, um, which is Demolition Man. He already had that. We well, mm. kind of already. He always does yeah. that. Yeah. So he was um, okay. So this was a bit of a weird thing that. I never thought when I was watching the movie, I never felt that the movie, you know, that the the hero was called Demolition Man. I always thought oh. that the bad guy would be the Demolition Man. Oh, and the really? good guy would you, be trying to stop. You still thought that after watching the movie? Well, I, 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 I felt that during the movie. It's like, <laughs> you know, why isn't the hero, why is the bad guy not called I the question, Demolition Man? I question that. Like, yeah. if, you, if you really look at that film, you'll find that most of the destruction comes from Sly. And if you read the script, there's even more destruction yeah. in there. The, the bad guy he, kills he more the people. Police, the entire police headquarters <laughs> yeah, fl- when he runs a, a truck through it. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and we and could... he does get chastised um, in the past, well, in the 1996. Like just, the, yeah. the, the guy even says, you, you know, basically complains that yeah, he's always blowing entire buildings up. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. do you justify demolishing a you know fifty million dollar building to save a girl that only has a seventy thousand dollar ransom? And then, and then the little kid, the little girl goes, "Fuck you, lady." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that sign. And then Sly gives the little girl a high five. Or All right. As well said. So, uh, okay. Well, you got something? No, 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 no. I I see your theory, but I question it. 
I, I, I think he more demolition is done by Sly. Oh, that's probably more true. More death and maiming done by him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's probably true. My, my, my thought is, like, why, you know, my thought was it should be the other way around that, you know, Phoenix should be the demolition man. Yep. Anyway, um, so he gets in trouble and they're going to punish old John Spartan mm-hmm. for all his demolition and he kind of the double cross and they're going to freeze him and simultaneously rehabilitate him. Because he is amongst the first criminals, human snipes. Yeah, in this program, yeah. in the, uh, the the prisoner ice block program. Yeah. And even when you see, because um, there's a fairly long, not a long, but there's a mildly big sequence with um, Sly getting all frozen, you can see Wesley Snipes frozen in an ice cube. Oh, can yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, I've never noticed that. No, yeah. um, there's a... Um, that's the montage. That's the um, the opening title sequence is to him getting frozen. And yeah, then, yeah, and yeah. Then, and, and as the camera passes by, yeah. you know, some of the equipment, you can see a... I think that's a full body um, casting. It's a sculpt, it's a sculpt yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, I think so. It's, and, and it's literally set inside. The the original was, was stolen just after filming stopped, but there are copies around, which Sylvester Stallone, one of the copies you can see in a Planet Hollywood restaurant. Mm, yep. Huh. Yep. All right. And the other important point is there's a magic freeze ball. When you mm. drop this ball of magic freeze. It psh, freezes it, the goo. Yeah, it freezes everything yeah. all around Nucleating it. agent. Yeah, the nucleating be. agent, exactly. And what they've cut out of the film is the scene where he says goodbye to his wife and daughter. Oh, really? Because they march with him there and he gives his daughter the, his police badge to look after. Oh, that's interesting. But when they cut her from the film, they cut that bit out as well. Because they should have so left that in the film. Yeah. It, it's the sort of thing you put in a it's far more serious film, though. Like, I got a feeling they fought over humour in this film. I think it's well documented that it was not supposed to be a, com- a, hu- a comedy, and then they brought the humour back when Silver took over. I don't Joel know. Yeah. The humour works. I thought the humour I liked works. the film for his humour. Well, this is a parody of um, yeah, yeah. of this genre bit of, a of spoof. film. It's a spoof of this yeah. genre of film. You just said it's the first one in its genre. How can it be a spoof? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, no, no, not the first. It was it was pivotal in creating the action mm. genre. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So um, that's kind of the intro over, and then we get into the main story. Yep. So there's a bit of an intro at the start um, of all of the characters. We come and meet Huxley, who's Sandra Bullock. In an early role. Yep. In mm. a very early role. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and um, she's kind of bored. And this kind of get a bit of establishing character stuff about how she's kind of spends a lot of... She's a cop, but she's kind of bored because basically there's no crime. Yes. And she's kind of always wanting something exciting to happen around here. Yep. But uh, nothing exciting ever happens. And she's a history buff, specifically the 80s, specifically the genre he comes from. Is what she's most interested Specifically in. Specifically the yeah. movies that Joel Silver made. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's got the posters. The posters of- in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but it also means for um, exposition, we have a translator, a time translator. Like when he doesn't understand something, she knows why he doesn't mm. understand because she knows she's a history buff of his period. Mm. So that's all perfectly coincidental. Yeah, yeah. So you can have that expository dialogue. Um, so she calls up the prison, I think, and she wants to see if everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have another thing where. Um, a strange um, 
contraption comes out of a grass paddock and paints some graffiti yes. on a uh, on the side of a building. That's right. Fully automated uh, graffiti device. And then another thing comes and cleans it off. Is that the that, yeah. that what happened? And it's the wall self, is itself. it self destruct or does the, it no, get the taken wall out? Itself. The, the wall, wall itself, itself is self cleaning. Self cleaning. Yeah. yeah. With electroshocks somehow. Somehow electroshocks remove graffiti. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's boring in the police station. Um, and um, Phoenix gets on uh, parole. Yes. Or a hearing. Or a hearing, that's they right. They thaw out the prisoners yeah. um, at certain times and they sit them in front of the warden. Yep. Um, and it's basically a, hero- a, a parole hearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, what happens there? He, um, well, um, he, oh, we've, is that a shot of it? Yeah. yeah. He, he basically, he escapes. Well, he gets, he gets, um, asked, do you have anything to say? Basically it's announced that you'll go back in, you'll never be released sort of thing. You'll go back into, into cryostasis. Mm. Do you have anything to say? Oh, and he right. says, uh, yeah, yeah, teddy bear, <laughs> yeah. which is obviously the code for the restraints. Yes. And that's how he gets out of these restraints. And then obviously people aren't used to dealing with that level of violence. So he he dispatches people in the most uh, horrific and graphic way um, and escapes. What's the method that he uses to get out of the um, out of the cell? Well, he well it will be established when the warden William Smithers goes in the first time that he needs a retina scan. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so laser scan. Uh, of the eye is needed. Yep. Yep. And what we again uh, uh, scenes that were cut mm. from the movie were how he graphically takes out the eyeball with a pen. With the ball, <laughs> we with the always see pen. is the fountain pen coming up to the eye, and then the neck be cut to the to the eye close up being being scanned, scanned. and then a. A slightly wider shot where the eye is on the end of the pen, which I thought was pretty good. I don't know whether I would have liked the graphic no. uh, eye removal no. shot. And I don't know how good it would have looked. Maybe they left it out because it didn't look very realistic. All right, so he escapes with – he's got the magic password. Now, he knows the magic password somehow, for some reason. This kind of isn't explained. Well, he's got a lot yeah. of information that um, oh, we, we, we learn very quickly that he seems to be privy to a lot of information that he shouldn't have. Mm. And that's explained at the end, towards the end. Mm. Yeah, he it, knows how to drive cars in the future. He knows how to hack yep. into mm. things and switch off security systems and overload devices. And yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what he, he starts to do. I suppose it, it could have been a little bit better established that um, these were new skills that he had mm. because I think, we never knew him back in the I intro. think later on Stallone says they slowly um, build it up he gets put in and he comes out a ninja with uh, you know special forces and he can hack into this <laughs> and do this and I can um, I can knit a jumper in under <laughs> three hours and he, he they they trained him to be a seamstress <laughs> yeah yeah so he's a bit jealous and that's what puts Sly <laughs> on the sniff that the fix is in something's uh, afoot all right, so he's escaped, and the um, the cops are basically baffing around, and they don't know what to do because they they live in this kind of utopia. We're starting to find out, yep. Um, and they're not familiar with this level of you know they're usually dealing with somebody who's been littering or something or other. It's about the most serious crime that they've had to come across. Um, so he's out in the streets, and he's stolen a car, and he immediately goes down to a I don't know a. Like ATM, ATM or something or other. Central and, yeah, and he, and he starts hacking into it and he starts uh, um, doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then the cops arrive. Yeah. The whole time, the whole thing oh, is being controlled. The, by, why do the cops arrive, though? They're being controlled. Like, policing is done 
in the control center. You know, yeah, a lot of and it the is control about. center gets alarms. Mm. Mm. They get yeah. alarms go off. There's MDKs. Yeah, yeah. Murder three MDKs. Murder, death, kill. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, do you need the other two words? <laughs> yeah, it's murder. It's worthless. <laughs> so the cops don't know how to handle the situation because they don't know how to be, you know, kick ass. The um, another little bit cops. Of trivia in the film is when they get the MDKs and the cops don't know what to do. Sandra Bullock's uh, Lenina Huxley, yes, is the only one who's got the got her shit together and sits down and talks to computer, mm-hmm. which name is L seven. Okay. Oh, is it? Yeah, L seven is lead for. I mean, if you just do the signs mm. for L seven, it's a square, mm. and that's symbolic for the for the future. Oh, okay. Uh, and society, uh, they're all squares. L seven is basically that you're a square. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's an insult. Is it? Yeah, because yeah, you're a square. Mm. Um, an old insult. <laughs> Old school. Like, you know, beats. You yeah. Know, you're dragging me down to Squaresville, man. <laughs> Daddy-o. Not groovy. Um, also, there's um, Phoenix has a vision at that stage when he's at the poking around on the computer. He has this vision. He has a, um, an Obi-Wan Kenobi moment. Yeah, yeah. Don't you hear a voice rattling around inside that head of yours? Yeah, yeah. Kill Edgar Friendly. All right, so he has to kind of, okay, so we hear he has to kill Edgar Friendly. We don't even know who Edgar Friendly is. We've never even seen Edgar Friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then the cops, they fight him and they, they, they attempt to beat him up, but he escapes. The, the cops are reading a tutorial. Yeah, they, they have a tutorial. <laughs> with, uh, with images. Device. <laughs> lay on the ground. <laughs> yes. If he doesn't lay on the ground, say it again. In a more authoritative voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So he takes all the cops out. Yeah. He sticks one of their electric nightsticks in the fuel tank of the electric car, That's causing right. an overload, and it blows up. Takes all of the cameras out in a twelve-block radius or something, and he escapes even ever so momentarily mm-hmm. uh, before Lenina picks him up again somewhere doing something. Um. And this is what I've kind of called the end of the first act because. Yeah. They need to stop him. Yep. And they're going to stop him by unfreezing Spartan. They've got to to send a maniac to catch a maniac. Yep. And because they've resigned to the fact that they are not, uh, they're not trained to deal with such things, such violence. Exactly. Um, And and it's the actual black guy that was the police, was the chopper pilot that comes up with the idea. mm. Someone asks, how did Simon Phoenix... Yeah, she says, how did they find him in the first place? And Um, the other guy said, Spartan. Zachary Lamb says, oh, Spartan. Oh, good. I know about him, because I made my doctor's thesis on it or something. She she wrote essays on Spartan. She's she's an expert on him. Um, But he also drops a lot of exposition, doesn't he, in that Mm. little moment and, Mm. and explains... That the, they went in prior to being lowjacked, so they're not they can't track. Um, Spartan, no, 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 Phoenix, Phoenix. Phoenix. They can't track Phoenix, yeah, whereas yeah. everybody else in society can be tracked. Yeah, that's and, how police works, in, and they can't track him because they went in right at the very start of the yeah, program. Before people got mi- microchipped. Yeah, and and one one of the cops is um, very well unknown actor at the time. Uh, well, there's two. Gigolo. What's his name? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Gigolo. What's his name? Who? Um, Deuce Bigelow Gigolo. Oh, yes, yes. He's one of the Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's... Um, um, uh, come on, someone uh, think of his name. Come on. <laughs> uh, 
They got no hope. Oh, I can't believe yeah. I can't see him in the uh, in the list. He's he's off the list. He's further down the list than the first twenty in the film. Um, Deuce Bigelow Jigelow. Um, he's he's been in his own films. Like he actually. Yeah, he said not know the name anyway. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, that's right. All right. I'll, so Spartan I'll, awakes. I'll come back to it. Yep. And there's going to be a bit of a system shock. Yes. So. Um, you know, what are some of the things that uh, are a little bit different in the future from uh, what it's used to? Basically, everything's illegal. Well, yeah, everything. <laughs> Swearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rob Schneider. That's it, Rob yeah. Schneider. Absolutely. Yeah. He's um, he's like the the main comms guy at the desk. Yes. Um, but, yeah, there's a couple of weird little police guys, wimps, um, and yeah. so he's, he, he, you know, he, 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 they end up in the police station. He says things like, "Well, there's a load of shit," and then you hear <laughs> Nigel Hawthorne, yeah, yeah. He's, he's Doctor Cock, Doctor Cocko, whatever his name is. He, he what does he is say? He says, "Cocto, Cocto." He says, "You know, you can hear his voice coming yes. through John everywhere." Spartan, you are fined. Yes, half a credit from for, for, for the uh, verbal morality crimes law. against morality. <laughs> Says, morality code. What the fuck? <laughs> and he says, John Spartan, you fight. Oh, fuck. John Spartan, you've been fine. Another fight. And that cr- gag is played out throughout <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stretch that all the yeah. way out. You can hear it even in conversation later on. You can hear just right over in the background, you can hear this machine spit, spitting out tickets. <laughs> and, a, and at one stage when he needs toilet paper, That's he right. obviously yeah, yeah. goes to the machine <laughs> and says a whole bunch of swear words so it spits out. So well, it's a massive arm. debate, isn't it? Like, do, do any of us know what the three she's? Three Nobody she's? in the world does. <laughs> Stallone actually explains it once in an interview, but he's just making bullshit yeah. up. And what he explains is so revolting that I don't think that's up there in mind. Because basically he goes to the toilet and can't find toilet paper. He can only find three seashells on a shelf. And every toilet has these three seashells. And they joke and laugh at him when he doesn't know what the three seashells are for. And he deliberately swears to get paper spat out of (laughs) the the swear violation machine so he can go to the toilet. Um, but yeah, it's a running joke throughout the whole thing, and no one has ever worked out what the three seashells are. It's a big running debate. I think it should stay a mystery. It, it, it always will be for the rest of forever. Yeah. All right. So um, they're trying to work out what um, uh, Phoenix is going to do. Nobody knows. They can't track him. The cops are useless. They aren't familiar with these type of things. And Stallone says he's going for a gun. And then they say, "You're crazy. Guns don't exist. There's no guns. Nobody's allowed to have any guns except for the museum." Except for the music. <laughs> so they go off to the museum. And and actually, it's the computer. They've put um, into the computer, and the computer thinks that uh, it spits out that Simon Phoenix is going to become a, you know, a drug runner, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And set up a drug lab. And, That's right. Yeah. They try to predict, but they're wrong. He's yeah. going for a gun. Yeah. yeah. So um, next story beat, gigantic big fight in the museum. Yeah. I like that sequence when Simon Phoenix walks into the museum and there's kids around and families mm. and tours and whatever, and um, the guy comes to help him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bounces his head <laughs> off the glass. He just crumples in front of him. Yeah, and it doesn't he just, break. He doesn't take. He doesn't pull any punches at all. He's just so reactive in the moment. Um, and there's even a there's you know they're getting all these different kinds of weapons, yeah, including including, a laser gun. including yeah the futuristic Zappa laser gun. Yeah, which is kind of what, like a, um, what do you call it? A mass. It's like a pulse. It has a name. Mass. 
It's like actually ghost based on, gun that fires on, on Rus. It's okay. it's based on um, the German yeah. gun that would would have re- would have replaced the G3, which is the gun that I used when I was in the army, and then this was the follow up version, but only about a thousand models were ever built, and the German one shot bullets, not electric, not EM bullets, <laughs> but it's the it's that that that's the gun essentially yeah. that they use as a prop for this film. Well, um, okay, so this is a good um, segue to a little quick announcement that I found a very cool website that I didn't have much time to explore, yeah. which was the Internet Firearm Database Movie Database website. Oh, cool. And it's made by people who enjoy guns, yeah. and they have a very detailed, highly, highly detailed description of all of the guns in all of the movies. <laughs> and it includes hyperlinks, it includes text, it includes detailed pictures. Uh-huh. It scrolls on forever. So the the one for Demolition Man, they've got. I love that. I love the. Yeah, fact there it that is. I am instead of IMDb, it's IMFDB. Yeah, yeah, IMFDB. So look up quickly. Look up Demolition Man. Just search, uh, search for Demolition Man. Hang on. There's a search up the top here. Oh, you're just there in the alphabet. It must be yeah. there. Are these names of? No. Oh, they're subcategories. No, for, no, no for search up the top there. <clears throat> so yeah, people who are interested in movies, remember IMFDB, um, because yes, all of the the guns, and you'll see here. Yeah, there we go. Just read out a few random things that you see. Well, they've got uh, Berettas and Smith and Wessons, um, La Grizzly Wind Mag. Is that ring a bell? I nope, don't even nope. know what that is. Submachine guns, shotguns, rifles, the magnetic accelerator rifle. That's it. Now that's the one the that Heckler and Koch G11 mock-up. Mm. Yep. Yep. And then, then if you go down a little bit, they also explain what scenes they're in. Oh, cool. When the the guy has one. How cool is that? Uh, yeah. When they're using them. We're oh, well, that's. We're also going to use this as a resource for now. Absolutely. On. Yeah, it's got everything. We could literally Genius. cover a movie. <laughs> By using the guns to drive us <laughs> yeah. through the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead and, of the narrative. And be sponsored by the NRA while we do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's got them all, mate. It literally has them all. That's fantastic. And there's a whole bunch of images here that I couldn't find. So not only do they have images of the movie, underneath they have then this nice, neat profile image of the actual gun as well. So. <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, well, let me go to the top. Go down just a little bit more from where you are. Yeah. A little bit more. There's that oh, there laser is. gun. Heckler Magnetic and accelerator Koch. rifle. The Heckler and Koch. Is Koch. that is Koch. 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 Koch? Dr. Koch with his cock. Heckler and Koch G11 mock-up. Um, yes, this is the future. Someone has put a lot of work into guns. Let me guess. The website's American? Uh, absolutely. Oh, it'd have to be. I... I you reckon I can find my white mouse on this white website? <laughs> I, could, I hate white backgrounds yeah, on websites. Who does that? It should be black. Who do, at least go sort of a light grey or something. So let me share. Try to put it on the main screen. Yeah, let's just keep moving. Yeah. All right, so after the fight in the museum, old um, Simon escapes through the roof and he just happens to, by coincidence, bump into Dr. Cocteau. Yes. Which is now, a little bit of a com- again in the script. The museum is actually in Cocteau's headquarters. Okay, which well, in the movie doesn't seem to be. 
But he gets the cocktail gets the call by police chief Earl saying, uh, we have this guy is probably going to the museum. So he's mm -hmm. coming to you to where you are. And so him and his, his eunuch assistant, <laughs> they Bobby. go out. Huh? Bob, yeah, yes. Bob, associate Bob, associate Bob, who is a rebirth of the same character from Beetlejuice, but I a rebirth on, he, on purpose. Well, as like a copy, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, supposed to. It's that all, all the actor can play. Yeah, <laughs> it, isn't, isn't he also in one of the um, uh, Beverly Hills Cops as well? Is he? he might be. I don't know. Yeah, he might be doing the same thing. Mm. But they yeah. go down to investigate, so, so that's why they're there. Okay. So um, there's a bit of a confrontation, mm -hmm. um, but interestingly, Simon Phoenix kind of looks like he's going to kill Doctor Cocteau. He tries to. Well, he's mm. got the he's got the gun pressed on his head, mm. but doesn't, and then chooses not to. Or well, can't. he tries, but he can't actually squeeze. The well, trigger. the guy starts to talk to him as well. Cocteau mm. starts to talk to him in he the same right. voice that's, that's been right. rattling around in his head. Hey, I don't last... think we've explained that Doctor Cocteau is like the the boss of. Everything. He's, he's, the, the, he's the mayor. He's the redesigner, the architect of the, the, the new future. future. Yeah, the mayor yeah. governor of yeah, San Angeles. Yeah, San right. Angeles is the um, merging of San Francisco and Los Angeles. Doesn't yeah, he like straight out mega say? Doesn't he like lay his cards on the table and he says, "Go and kill that friendly guy." Yes, yeah. you know, do oh, yeah, your absolutely. job. Absolutely. Go and kill him. That's where we know that. Please that the he's the guy that's been orchestrating Yeah, uh, and for the last everything. 70 years, that's how Simon Phoenix knows how to do all these things. Mm. All this time, all this information is being fed to him while he's been an ice cube. Yeah. Okay, so after we've done that, we've got to go out for dinner. Where mm. are we going to go for dinner? We've uh -huh. got lots of Why different choices. Why do we go for dinner? Why do we go for dinner? Because okay. well, Stallone, civil, civic reception. Spartan comes in and chases Phoenix away and Cocteau says, oh, thank That's you, right. you just saved my life. That's right. Okay. So, and he's going to offer him a special dinner. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. And everywhere, there's only one restaurant to go to in the yes. whole of the future. And Are we not sure which one it is? <laughs> yes, it's We're, possibly it, one of well, two restaurants. Well, it, no, well, in the film, it can only be one. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, in real life, due to real-life restaurant wars and, and uh, territorial contracts, um, there is fuckery afoot in relation to the restaurant that's chosen for the movie. Like the movie I grew up with had Taco Bell. Yep, mm -hmm. same the restaurant. Because we didn't have Taco, we don't have Taco Bill, and so we, we didn't know, know what, what the fuck it was. <laughs> yes. We didn't know what the fuck it was, and so when they, so when we the, didn't get the joke. <laughs> when the movie came out, they were worried about people not getting the joke, so that's why they digitally changed all the Taco Bell into Pizza Hut. Yeah, because yeah. there's and, more Pizza Hut here than there is Taco Bell. And, and the funny thing is, Sandra Bullock's character says. There's only one restaurant after the franchise wars. Yes, that's right. And then we had a real franchise. <laughs> yeah. But actually, doesn't Pizza Hut own Taco Bell? They bought Bell? each other, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think Pizza Hut bought Taco Bell. Yeah. They were laughing at the time. Mm. But has, it's not a, It's not that, that the franchises were in conflict. It was just that the people thought people, you know, the Europeans wouldn't get the joke because yeah. Taco Bell never established itself. And Australians didn't get the joke. We well, they like, didn't bother yeah. with us. They did. They just left at Taco Bell. We, we had such a small population, they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but this is a DVD for Region 4, which I bought here in Australia. And that, is it Pizza that's, Hut? That's all Pizza Hut. Wow. Because I've seen it on a number of different formats, like DVD, video. Taco Bell. It's always been Taco Bell. And I was confused when I saw the DVD because I thought I remember Taco Bell. Yeah. And there it was. So I looked into the matter, yeah. and that's when I found 
that the, it was this this uh, yeah. that this thing had happened, and you can still see Taco Bell because there are some like even in this version yeah. where Pizza Hut is plastered over things, the Taco Bell logo is still on yeah. the waiters' uniforms, and they're still on the um, the windows. The windows have sort of a transparent Taco Bell symbol, mm. which they couldn't remove or change and over. It. So it's sort of a mixture because the mm. the word Taco Bell is said by the actors. Yeah, the lips yeah. don't quite fit. We slip into a good, the bad, the ugly <laughs> moment. Pizza. <laughs> and it's it's right up in camera too. Like they're, yeah. they're a full sort of crop shot. It's, it's, you can't hide bad lip sync in that, with that yeah, level yeah, of zoom. Yeah, they're right into their faces, aren't they? Mm. You can't also hide the fact that the waiters are all wearing... Uh, Mexican weirdy leafy arm <laughs> costume yeah. and there's no pizza <laughs> and they're no serving burritos <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tiny little you know thumbnail sized burritos so what happens at the restaurant what's the what is the uh, dramatic development that happens at the restaurant well they get attacked by Mad Max pretty much yeah by underdwellers uh, mm. that, that live by, in the earth mm. led by none other than Darren Sleary. Darren Sleary, mm. one of the... Uh, A.K.A. Edgar Friendly. One and of the most prolific stealers of of uh, comedic material in history. The, the, nowadays, with thanks to the internet, we can track people that um, We can perform. track a joke. We, we can track a joke back. We are living yeah, in, absolutely. The, in the... Is that true? He's I unashamed, mean, yeah. That whole thing, I'm an arsehole, you know, the yeah. song that he did yeah. and everything, that was given to him by Louis C.K. Well, it wasn't given to him. Louis, he stole it straight off Louis C.K. Oh. He was hosting an event. Louis C.K. went out and did a 40-minute bit on how much he was an arsehole. And Leary walked up to him afterwards and said, I really like that. I might use that. And just walked away and turned it into a song. Yeah. Turned it into a tour. Because he, he almost sounded like that character, the arsehole character in oh, yeah. this. He kind of had that I, same. He had the same thought. Yeah, he sounds like that in every movie. Yeah. Like he was in a good film where he um, he ties up Kevin Spacey and another chick on the Christmas. He, she like breaks into a house, a home invasion type thing, and he ties them up on Christmas Eve. And they're a real arguing couple. They want to get a divorce and everything. And it turns into this dramatic back and forward dialogue driven film with him just trying to survive not get locked up by the cops. I think he's escaping the cops or something and then tries to mm. hide in this house. Um, and in that film, he's exactly the same character as well. Yeah. It's not even like it's and a totally the, different film. At the time, the ni- early 90s, he was he annoyed me on MTV because he kept coming in between the videos and with 30-second long rants yeah. that he did. Yeah. And I was never a fan of those. Mm. I found him annoying and I found it pretty annoying that they let him rant in this film as well because he does exactly the same yeah. thing. Mm. Well, yeah. this this is the height Which of, height of not his popularity. in the script. Isn't? No, no, because they, they he's a, like in the script, he's called Thomas Paine. Oh, okay. And I think Edgar Friendly is a much nicer much nicer <laughs> name for, for another other than Thomas Paine. So when, when, when Dennis Leary's got the role, it's just saying, yeah, you do your rant thing. You do yeah. your MTV thing because that's what yeah. the kids like to see. Yeah, that's what you're known for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of wondering which came first, the chicken or the egg in that, that sequence, whether it was a kind of an ad-lib that they threw in. That was an ad-lib. Yeah. So um, he's leading a small band of uh, unwashed and, yes. to, so, to so steal they, taco. Yeah, they want some hut slash pizza slash pizza, taco, whatever they can get. Pizza bill. Because um, they don't have any food. Which is all little tiny packets. Maybe they infuse, what do they mm. call it, Dehyd- uh, rehydrate food in those days or something. But uh, they steal boxes of this sort of stuff. And... Stallone realizes what they're actually doing. First, he thinks that they're criminals, and then he realizes he's shooting at um, hungry people—people people yeah. that are just trying to feed themselves. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So they then, what, what's the resolution? Because um, he fights them and then what, do they just escape? Yeah, he lets yep. them go. When he realizes that there's food, yep. they run off. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the next uh, little story beat is Phoenix meets Dr. Cocked. Yes, that's right. For the Dr. second time. Dr. Cocteau goes home from the uh, from the gala dinner at Pizza mm-hmm. Bell. And, um, there's a visitor in his there's house. There's someone waiting in his house. Yes, and the, and because and he's reprogrammed his lights. <laughs> that's right. Reprogrammed the doctor's lights. Yeah, because they're voice activated. Yes, it's, instead of being- Illuminate. Illuminate. <laughs> they're illuminate and deilluminate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Instead of on. <laughs> um, but we, we also get a, a good story beat where- we realise that he can't kill Dr. Again. Cocteau. He yeah. tries to. He wants to. Yeah. He pulls the gun out again and points it at him and, so and realises he can't. if we can't. didn't understand it the first time, yes. we now get it a second time. That's he right. Really tries. And he even, really likes killing. And it does repeat that story yeah. beat because that's when he also tells him, you know, that he has to go and kill um, Friendly. Yep. And what does uh, what does Simon Phoenix ask for to do that? It's too difficult. I've, I've been down there. It's too hard. I need, yeah. I need more men. Yeah. Mainly because Spartan's on the case as well. So he's going to need uh, his old gang. He's going to get the so gang getting together. the band back together. Mm-hmm. And he wants to defrost all of the boys from the old block. He's careful. He does say, I don't want any murder, <laughs> you know, maniacs. Those fuckers these are crazy. Are just, these, are, these, are, these are just, you know, <laughs> the gentle criminals. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The low-level maniacs. Yep. <laughs> all right. So everybody's going home for the night. And... Um, John Spartan obviously doesn't have anywhere to stay, mm-hmm. so he's going to have to go back with Huxley. Well, well Huxley has set him, up him up a, apartment. set him up an apartment. Well, that's what I mean. Huxley's going to organise the yep. sleeping arrangements. Down the hall from her place and even decorated it with some uh, retro. No, that's hers. They're at her apartment. I don't think they ever go into her apartment. They are in her apartment, I thought which is horribly all... decorated like a 90s, 80s thingy. <laughs> oh, that's which right. Is hers. She, she kicks yeah. him out. That's she right. kicks him that's out, true. and then he has to go into his Spartan And he goes back and finds Spartan the, the, the knitting, knitting needles. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we're missing one one story beat, of course. Oh, the, oh, the sex. sex because they're going to have sex. That's right. And um, good old- and She um, comes straight out and asks for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says she want to have some sex. You just beat up some men and it aroused me. Yes. <laughs> I'm aroused by the beating, mind having some sex? the beating that you uh, gave those uncouth youths. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have sex. And, so, and he gets excited at, at the thought of that. Oh, yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. He's been in the fridge. Like, yeah, right. She's all right yeah. on the eyes. Yeah. And then finds out what? And he hasn't had any for 70 years. That's right. 50. Yeah. That's oh, right. Doesn't he finds out that it's uh, not quite the sex he was looking for. No, it's the sort of thing that happens from across the room. <laughs> yes. And it involves the a strange helmet. He- headgear. Headgear. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, at least he gave him a towel, which is a, which is a nice touch. <laughs> it's basically VR sex. Yeah. yeah which yeah. I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of well, gentlemen I can think of that would be, that's probably the closest they're going to get to out there. And and probably would be their preference. Because <laughs> yeah. um, they would have to shower. And they give the reasoning that it's um, it's for safety and um, for body dis- fluids. disease and body yeah. fluids and all that sort of stuff. Yes, kissing is also no longer allowed. That's even, right. even touching, they don't touch. When mm. they give each other a high five, they go. Yes, like, they just hold like, their hands oh, near then, each yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hated. I hated that when I watched I that. I love that. that. that was <laughs> fantastic. Because they're not allowed. This is a society where salt's illegal. Yep. Fat's illegal, sugar's illegal, cigarettes. Spicy food is illegal. (laughs) So after that rather disappointing experience, um, 
Spartan goes home and he's going to do a little bit of sleuthing before he goes goes to bed. Yep. Oh, she organised him some laser discs. Gave him she some, gave laser, him some discs. laser discs. That yeah, he for him to, to check out. Um, and he happens to well, he watches the the shot that we've already seen of when Spartan comes out of the uh, out of the museum, museum and and, and, and Doctor yeah. Hocto. Okay, go. and that's when Spartan kind of twigs something yeah. going on here. But yeah. ma- absent-mindedly, he also starts wrapping some some wool around his arm, <laughs> yeah, gets, gets the old knitting finds, needles out. Yes, yeah, there's like a case with some of his old stuff in it that's from right. seventy years ago. But there's also a big nice ball of yarn and some knitting needles. needles. Yep. I don't so. want to be too pedantic, but it was only for fifty years. But he also because his daughter is there in the future. She's not a seventy-year-old decrepit old woman. That's oh, right. I thought it was seventy. Yeah, it's, that it's, makes it's, sense. It's twenty. It's twenty forty-two in the script. It's twenty thirty-two, I think, in the movie. Mm. Mm. All right. So after that, we cut to on the way to work next morning. Uh, yes. He gets in the car with a with knitted, well, a knit, with a knitted jumper. <laughs> He's knitted jumper. Managed to knit a jumper. Managed, managed to knit an entire jumper that, she, that he gives to her to apologise for the uh, shenanigans of the previous evening. Yes, and she's very pleased with that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he's just um, – then they, they actually do a – they want to check out what – because they're talking about how he got the knitting skills when yes. he was frozen for 70 years. He wanted yes. to know what skills old um, Simon Phoenix gets. And they bring them up and it's pretty damning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's basically like terrorism so and military stuff. They, they literally computer programming. turn him into a, the perfect monster. Yeah, yeah. this perfect super criminal. Yeah. So. Yes, and uh, there's actually some good comedy moments where, you know, Stallone is like, and I'm a bloody seamstress or something (laughs) or other. Yeah, that's right, because you're supposed to get skills based on what they find deep in your psyche. Yeah, and your genetic profiling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And he's a seamstress. (laughs) All the cars in this film are actual real cars. That they built, yeah. These yeah, are yeah. no, these are General Motors prototypes for futuristic cars. But they're real, oh, like right. they're, they're not CG real. or anything. They're, no, they're, they're real driving cars. I was wondering that they about that. Actually, borrowed from General yep. Motors. They also then built a few additional hulls to make some, you know, ultra, ultra lights and uh, police cars and mm. get bullet holes into some. But these are these are actual driving real cars. In the film, they're self-driving. Uh, the two cool things from the film from for for, for the cars is the self-drivingness. And the collision uh, mitigation foam. system, the yes. safety foam, yeah, yeah, where the entire cabin fills up with uh, foam, and you're sort That's of pretty nice. You you, uh, you, you survive the accident, then you suffocate. suffocate. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an avalanche. It's an internal avalanche. Yes, you don't want to crash with your mouth open or something. No, you yeah. just fills your lungs and solidifies. There you go. Yep. All right. So they now suspect Doctor Cocto is um is a bad guy, and he's like programming. Basically, they suspect that he's programmed um, Simon Phoenix to catch, to hunt and kill Edgar Friendly. Yep. Um, you know, to try and quell a potential rebellion. So they go, they go to Doctor Co to Cocteau. Well, first to be subtle. A, yes, there's a good comedy line when when he says, "All right, so we'll have to go and you know confront Doctor Cocteau," and um, Huxley says, "Oh, that'd be rude," <laughs> and uh, and Sly says, "I'll be subtle." Mm. I can do subtle. <laughs> the next shot of, of course, he has his gun out. Yeah, he he's pointing it at all different things. He doesn't do subtle. What's that line? He says, um, when Simon Phoenix is pointing a gun at your head for 10 seconds, that's nine seconds. <laughs> nine and a half. Too that, long. That's yeah. Longer than he needs to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. kill you. Yeah. Um, something's wrong. I think that's what puts him on the yeah. on the path of Cocteau. But we so, cut to Cocteau and Simon's there with his gang. 
No, 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 no. He's in the teleconference room. The, the, he doesn't no meet up with the gang until oh, after right. he talks to Spartan. Sorry. Remember, he we just see lots of cocktail faces on all of these computer yeah. monitors. Mm. And he says, hello, you know, Mr. Spartan. And then Spartan realises that he's in the next room and not somewhere else. He starts shooting the monitors. That's right. And basically, um, Dr. Cocteau says, all right, enough of this. Put him back in the freezer. Yeah, the Neanderthal. Yep. And um, this is when John, yeah, uses, because <laughs> everybody's been using the word, you know, mellow greetings. Yes. And they've been using like, Happy be joy, well. <laughs> and he pulls out, and so Sly pulls out his gun and he's like, be fucked. <laughs> 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 no, he doesn't shoot Dr. Cocteau. What does he shoot? Oh, he shoots all the monitors, Yeah, but he doesn't shoot Dr. Cocteau. He also shoots the machine that was just trying to give him a rep- reprimand again. Yeah. But there's yeah, a good right. shot where you see Nigel Hawthorne, Dr. Cocteau, saying, Now, Mr. Watch- uh, Mr. Spartan, I don't want to... And as he's blathering away, a gun points, comes in, gun, comes the, in on the monitor, yeah. and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was well done. Because we don't see Spartan leave the room. All right. So next one is they're going to go rogue. So the next 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 shot is they're out in a nice little plaza and they're walking along and the crew and he says, "All right, we're going to go down into the wasteland for some reason. We're going to go down there." And, mm. and so what is um, the what is the what happens to put um, Spartan on mm. on the trail of um, Friendly? How does he know that he's got to go and talk to? He's friendly? not looking for friendly. He's oh, going he's there because he reckons Simon. What? Well, what there's he says. There's only one place that the cops don't look at that has no cameras, okay. and the cops don't give a shit about. Okay. Yeah, the, the line is, you know, there's only one place where you can't see. Yeah, you don't care and won't go. Yeah, and that's the underworld underneath the the wastelands. The wastelands. Spot. Cool. So he's going to and go there's down four there. cops going to the wastelands. No, I think it's well, one gets left in the car. One stays behind, looks after the car, and that's okay. la- and later sec- on when they land. come out. He's not in the car anymore. Like it's yeah. the old boy is the guy oh, who gets right, left right, in the right, car. Right. You can right. see them all four coming out, and then he just quick. He's in the background. Says, "I'll stay with the car here." Yeah, yeah. The other three walk off. You hardly even see that he was oh, with yeah. them. And later on, they actually did. walk out of there, um, and come out the same way they went in. And the car that he's supposed to be waiting in is gone. Like he's mm-hmm. just gone. <laughs> and who's the other gone actor? home or something? Who's the other actor that goes down? Benjamin Benjamin Bratt. Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Who's from? Um, I only know him in Miss. I swear he was. Wasn't he married to Madonna at one point? No, Benjamin Bratt. No, or Ju- Julia Roberts. No, he was married to some major female celebrity, and he, and he was in one of the um, big cop shows. He, he He's done some big things. Shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him around a lot. I've yeah. only, I've only no, no, know him from Miss Congeniality, and I don't know if I've seen him anywhere else. Despicable hmm. Me 2, um, tra- Traffic, uh, Miss Congeniality. But, yeah, he's, he's been, uh, Laura, he was a major Law and Order Yeah, that's it. Guy. That's, that's where. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that. where he made it big. Yeah. All right, so they go down into the wastelands and it's, uh, yeah, there's all of these, um, I don't know, disheveled. It's a mad. world more to John Spartan's liking. Yes. You can relate to. Yes, it's all steamy and and smells like dirty and the LA that he knew. And there's, they're smelly. even making burgers. They which, are. which he gets excited about. Yes. He's very excited about the burgers. And there's also a little hint of his showing off. 
as yeah. well. He's yeah. showing off to the other guys because they're all these nerdy squares who probably only eat broccoli pills or something or other. Yep. And so, they and they don't like the smell of the place, whereas to him it's home. Yeah. yeah. It's meat because they're all vegetarian in the future, mm, right? That's right. Yeah. So he orders himself a gigantic burger and a beer. And a cigarette in the book. Uh, the book. In the script, yeah. He, he eats a burrito and smokes. Burrito smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but here it's a, it's a burger and a Coke. <laughs> and um, then Huxley points out, you know. Where are the cows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where are the cows? No cows down here. <laughs> this is a rat burger? <laughs> <laughs> so he asks if it's a rat burger. And they're like, see, see, it's a rat burger. And he's and like, yeah. <laughs> That's the Not bad. <laughs> and he keeps it chewing Not bad. <laughs> I like it. Um, what else do they find down there? Because before... Oldsmobile? They, there happens to be the world's most cleanly polished... <laughs> yeah. Immaculate condition. <laughs> yes. Um, what is it? The world down there is covered it's in like shit. A Chevy. They're it, in a sewer. It's also, yeah, it's an Oldsmobile car. Again, the script explains it a little bit better because they actually have a place where all the old cars get... But this is this is essentially landfills that have been excavated, right? Okay. And they and and all the trash they collect there, and they they essentially take apart cars. There's a whole like a, a garage place where they take take par- cars apart mm-hmm. and either transform them into domiciles, where people actually live in the chassis, mm-hmm. or they you know reassemble them to make other things that that sort of work. Okay. And it's all done. It's all the whole electricity comes from you know power belts uh-huh. run by by a big water wheel, uh-huh. like a 1900s sort of style yeah it's funny how you kind of miss those kind of things when they're explained quite nicely in the and book. it's the it's the ladies the Mexican ladies taco stand which is the elevator yeah yeah they drive the car into that and then okay. they take the entire taco stand up oh, later right, okay. <laughs> they, they oh, that would have been cool too yeah, yeah. yeah it would have been cool too alright so they find a big muscle car down there yep okay so it looks really good have we? Um, but they don't use it. They just know that it's they there. Just see he it. comes they back use, to that later on. So they use these. it to give Lilina Huxley a, a shining moment, so she can show off how how you know she knows yes. the cars. She even knows yeah. the engine, the engine yeah. size, the cubic, the, blah blah yeah, blah, and it's she knows everything about yeah, it. Big block, which is John Spartan's line in the script. Yeah, they gave it to her now, which is good because they want to give her more lines and show that they can relate to each other. Those two characters. So meanwhile, so the next one. Le- Let's cut back to. Are we back at Cocteau's apartment yet? No, no, no. We haven't finished down in the the thing yet. Oh no, because we've got to meet Edgar Friendly. Well, we've got two two North story points. Yes, we've got the Friendly confrontation. Yep. So what happens there? Basically, Edgar Friendly turns up with a bunch of boys with guns. With a bunch of boys with guns, and there's we have our cops and we have our friendly rebellious people, uh-huh. um, and they have a bit of a discussion, and that's when they kind of realise that they're not really enemies. And, and and at some point when he calls and again it's been cut out of the film but when he calls him or when Lilina because everyone in the future calls each other by the full name you yeah, don't yeah. call First and hey last Dan name. you always yeah. say hey Dan Miller yeah yeah so the, she calls him John Spartan and then some woman in the crowd pops up John Spartan <laughs> and she comes rushing to the front and and it's his fifth, now fifty five year old or so daughter uh-huh. and they have a moment where they reunite and they give each other hugs and he's happy that he's found her again and. They look so forward to I would have liked that. To should that. have totally stayed in the film. Yeah, I think Absolutely. so too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Did they develop it any further in the? They shot the it. Book? Oh no, in the book, I don't know. In the book, did that? Result they shot in it anything? in the film. They just didn't put it in. I don't know. I, I know there was a second part planned. I don't know if it was written. Okay. But there, there, there could have totally been a follow-up in the future. I don't know. I mean, she's, right. she survives. He survives. So at least they have each other. All right. So this is where. Um, 
Dennis Riley as Edgar Friendly does one of his kind of Leary. asshole. Leary does one of his asshole speeches. Yep. Yeah. He talks about how he wants to. Yeah, the free your free will has disappeared, and you're told what to do Freedom and where to go. And blah blah blah. Yeah, and if I want to cook a pig and eat it with gravy, that's, that's right. what I'm going to demo to. Should be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. if I want to rub green jello all over <laughs> yeah. myself and run naked through the seat, that's yeah. my choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So we've in, we've met met that group. Yeah. But then another group. Yep. Bit further down the road, Wesley Snipes has got his band of people. That's right. And what does he? What's he talking about with his crew? Pillaging and raping and then some more of one or the other. That'll be the future. And they, all they have to do to run the whole place is kill Dr. Cocteau. And as an added bonus, they can kill John Spartan as well. And then they all laugh evilly. They go, Ooh, John Spartan. <laughs> kill him over and over and over again. Because John Spartan had put them all in jail. Yeah, they yeah. don't like him. Yeah, yes. he locked them all up. Um, but just quickly, that's an image. I'm showing an image. Oh, there he is. That's yeah. Jack Black, a very young Jack Black. Oh. Wow. Who is standing next to Darren Dennis Leary while he's talking to Spartan for the first time down in the underground. Um, I don't think he has dialogue. No, I don't think I'm he's pretty either. sure he doesn't I wish say anything. Stallone didn't have dialogue in that shot. Look at his yeah. facial expression. But a, <laughs> I think if you freeze anywhere in a sly movie, you know, <laughs> you'll get that. And that's true. Beck, um, I was watching it by myself last night and Beck came in and she cracked up because she, she was watching the screen and there's um, Sylvester Stallone in this. Yeah. Sort of Billy Idol sneer. Yeah, like he'd had a stroke. Yeah. So finally you're That's watching does, a good man. film that she might have appreciated. And she's watching it alone? Yeah. That's the irony. She was watching Rivet Cottage of my mum. So did she not She not watch this one? No. We, well, you can hold that again. We that tried time. to up our game because of yeah. the feedback we received. Yeah, well, 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 she said, now you guys are challenged to watch two decent films in a row. Oh, right. Uh, oh. Not if she treats us. <laughs> So yes, there's two cameos where the, the, that of note. One is Jack Black, and the other we're about to meet because all the boys. Oh, that's right. One of the boys oh, that gets what's his name again? Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura is Jesse the the body Ventura. Mm. Yes, I don't think he has he was, any lines. He's a famous wrestler. In, Apart from her, 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 at that point in time, mm. he was he's a famous wrestler. So he's one of the frozen bad guys, part of the Spartan, uh, part of Phoenix's crew. And this is also, yep. is this pre or post Predator? Um, it would be pre. Pre? Pre still? Predator yeah. was after 1993? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. no. Predator, oh, is, Predator is in the 80s. It yeah, was I um, so. 87, I want to say, mm. but I'll tell you. Yeah, I thought it was 80s. I'll tell you right now. Um, and, and for those wondering what car we're talking about, it's a 1970 Oldsmobile 442 two door hardtop. Thank you, Rick, Rick Legato. <laughs> You're welcome, there it is. Daniel Miller. <laughs> oh, there it is too. Yeah, we we love the adjustment of facts. So, um, you know, then after they've gone, ha ha, let's take over the world. They then immediately walk out the door and they see John. Uh, they see Spartan downstairs, and they're like, oh, well, 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 what yes. a coincidence. That's right. They mm. bump into them in the underground, and there's a big fight. Predator was uh, 87, so it was a good uh, oh, okay. five years before this. Yeah. This film. So they have a big fight and kind of everybody splits up and um, Simon Phoenix climbs up to the upper world. He, um, there's a shot that I put in the thing, which is um, they're actually on the on the railing. Jesse and and mm-hmm. Simon Phoenix and others are on the, on, on a walkway mm-hmm. they shoot down from. Uh, ultimately, and again, cuts cuts lots of cuts in this film. Mm-hmm. There's only a little shot here where, where, where a Spartan protects his daughter. 
Um, that's the only one of the few times when we actually see Katie. Okay. And oh, then, is it still left in the film from? The, yeah, the, yeah, okay. yeah. She's there yeah. just, but in the film, she's just some no name that he okay. protects. But yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's taking her. He's pulling her undercover. He's mm-hmm. putting his buddy in front of her, mm-hmm. and then he goes. He takes care of Phoenix. Uh, climbs up, and they have a fight on the railing. Mm-hmm. And I think this shot here, if we go there, this is just as the railing collapses. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that in the foreground, I think, is a police uniform. And that, I think, is the shot from Stallone. That's actually, it looks in the film like it's just one of his goons. Oh, okay. Because it's a very brief shot oh, where true. the bridge collapses okay. and they fall down. Okay, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. But it was initially cut that they were having a fight up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a black dude, but yep. that's Stallone. No, I think it is. I think, I think you're right. Because the other guys are all covered in all sorts of car tires yeah. and all sorts of other things. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense because that, that whole sequence, they kind of have a bit of a shootout and then immediately Simon... Yeah, she's, climbs. Got, she's got gloves on as well. He's got long True. boots and yeah. gloves. And there's Zach Lamb as well. You can see all four of them coming out of the... This is just as they're leaving, going there, and you can see that's yeah. the four of them. And it's the last time we see him alive. Yeah. Because that sequence seems a whole lot shorter than yeah. what you would expect because immediately Simon Phoenix climbs up and he's yeah. out, of the th- out of the thing and then they're, they're chasing him up the thing where you would have yeah. expected that there would have been a big punch-up going on at that yeah. stage. Yeah. yeah, especially now that he's got all these boys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You would have wanted to do that. And I think... Part of the some of the questions that I've seen um, people ask is what happens to all of the bad guys at the end of the movie? Because all of his you gang. don't, yeah, you don't see them being dispatched. They're suddenly yeah. gone, and he's got, and that's where most of them would have got six killed. of them. No, yeah. he's got three of them get killed. Yeah, <laughs> they all have names. Oh, okay. They all have they all have <laughs> names. They don't have much of a dialogue, but they get yeah. One one gets killed by by uh, Max Payne, mm-hmm. by Thomas Payne, by by Edgar Friendly with okay. his gun, and and then uh, another guy gets thrown up on that bridge. When they're fighting, um, there's a big ventilator, like a fan oh, cool. underneath yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. one of them gets shredded. Ah, oh, we missed that. Salon throws one of them in there. That's exactly um, what should have been in In the end, movie. two of them survive and they get, oh no, three of them survive and they get dispatched later on, which we, you know, when I we see we'll the see. fight later on with yeah. two, there was actually three in the So what's the, the deal with this shot? What's the issue? Well, here well, is Well, in the movie, we that's not supposed to be Spartan. That's in it's, the movie. It's just one of but his... That's the a cutting from Spartan goons. being downstairs, Edgar ah. Friendly shoots up and the whole bridge collapses and those two guys fall over. Yeah. But that's just the editing thing that they made. They said, oh, it's a foreground. Nobody's going to know that that's Stallone. Uh, they so that's like short of the whole of film. vestigial thing left in the film from what was a longer sequence. It's just... Mm, a, I'll get it now. And only, what a mistake it'd make it. And only mm. geeks ever notice this type of thing. All right, so our heroes chase them up uh, using the lift and the muscle car. Yes, a combination of lift, muscle car, escape. Which happens to come up inside a building, inside a car showroom it's, it's or something. It's not your average lift. What type of lift is it? I don't know. Some Well, it's a very special lift that <laughs> yes. no one's ever seen before <laughs> yeah, because yes. normally lifts are pulled up by cables. <laughs> yes, and they stop at the roof. <laughs> this particular lift is driven up from the bottom, <laughs> goes through some the kind of large piston or something I can imagine, or maybe some crank system. I don't know, but what it is is a lift that goes through the ground. <laughs> yep. Yes. Up, which apart from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I didn't know existed. <laughs> Well, apparently, if you know, maybe it's just you know, the pure vegan power. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. despite the fact that lists normally have weight limits, yeah, this yeah. one has a two and a half ton fucking vehicle with four people in it. Floating on pure <laughs> smug. <laughs> it, 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 it arises. 
And as they de- demolish that, <laughs> as they demolish that place, that's when Zach Lamb is outside. He sees the the building getting destructed there from the lift coming up. He goes, Ah, the demolition. <laughs> and he just turns around, and then Simon Phoenix comes from behind and just shoots him in the several times in the belly. This is in the book. This is in the, yeah, in the yeah. script. Lamb says around, said, Ah, oh, Simon Phoenix, you still are a ugly motherfucker. <laughs> and dies, and then Simon says, Oh, you're not nice. I should kill you for that. Oh, hang on, I just did. <laughs> and then okay. goes in the car and drives Why off. Why wasn't that in there? Meh. Well, instead they sure. just replaced it with him not being there at all. He's just yeah. no, yeah, he no just went home. I out. think he just went home. Which is nice. I never thought he died, so I was happy that he He was a nice guy. Yeah. He shouldn't have been killed. Yep. So basically he went, my shift's over. Oh, yeah. The, these three people that have gone down into this dangerous sort of never world, they'll be all right. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not paid o- overtime. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm going home. So the, so the next one is a big car chase. Yep. So we have the muscle car out on some freeway somewhere, and it's chasing a um, one of the police cars. Police cars that um, Robo Cop, which cars. makes me wonder, did they maybe they did shoot what's her name getting killed, and they just didn't include it in the film? Kenny. Well, because no, they, she they stole killed. a cop car. No, they 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 def, def, they shot um, Zach Lamb getting killed. Yeah, in the movie. I'm not sure in, because he was there. No, not in the film. No, it's not in the film anymore. But Simon Phoenix, when he goes into the car, he's where he's has his pistol in his hand. Mm. When he comes out, he has the pistol mm. holster. There is yeah. shots mm. missing in between. Yeah, they, mm. they probably mm. shot it. They, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. So it's a, it's the V8 chasing the mm. future future car. Yeah, and, and it's classic car car chase. People rolling around, climbing on the jumping roof, from one car to the other, from that doing the, all of the things, rolling on the roof and getting shot through. Yeah, the yeah, thing. and not getting shot when yeah. somebody shoots up through the roof. And somehow the doors <laughs> somehow made to come open and reaching in and it's cliche, cliche on top of double layered cliche. And so it ends in the the big crash where uh, the police during, during the fight, every mm. time the so during the fight, Wesley Snipes admits to Spartan that the hostages back then right. had already been dead. True. But whenever you see him say that, it's always when Wesley Snipes is from behind. You never see his lips move. Okay. Because in the first time when they've shot it, it's on this very bridge oh, okay. that he admits it to him. Right, okay. okay. And when they cut that out of the film, oh. they said, well, this sentence is important. We need to put that sentence somewhere in the film, so we'll mm. paste it somewhere where we... T- we have enough seconds from Wesley Snipes from behind and we can put that sentence over the top. Would have made so much more sense on the bridge. He taunts him and then the chase yes. happens. And then it the chase. Like inspires the chase. Exactly. It fires him Narratively, up. That's, yeah. that would be much better. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't understand why they cut so many good things out of that film, so I really wish they had a director's cut around somewhere. Maybe we need to sign a petition, change.org. <laughs> petition, yes. director's cut of Demolition yes. Man. Um, what, what is it? It's like the Harmy. What's what's the Star Wars? Really? I think it's Harmy. Yeah, yeah. What's it? What's he? What is he? You know, it? that's what Star Wars. I've got the Blu-ray version of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and but Jedi. What does he call it? I watch Re- Harmy's version. The despecialized, despecialized, yeah, despecialized yeah. version. Yeah, we should call it the uh, the re despecialized. Have you ever seen that? The de-illuminated version. The despecialized Star Wars uh, original three trilogy. She started with the first Star Wars because there's so much. Um, uh, there's so much a buzz about the various versions of mm. the original Star Wars movie. The the one that started the franchise, that mm. started the whole thing. Um, this guy was a, a film major and part of his thesis was to pull together the best and closest representation of the original film that got shown 
to cinema mm. goers in the 70s mm. because he didn't sub- Lucas didn't submit a copy to the Smithsonian which everybody else does mm. right just refused to do it still to this day has never submitted an archive version of that film I think at one point he sent it for um Cleanup. He sent the negatives for cleanup to Japan, the only place in the world that could do this. And it came back all stretched, scratched, and fucked, and whatever. Um, so then they had to digitise reproductions of reproductions. The original negatives were couldn't be found, mm. and all the rest of it. And then, of course, there's the additions that Lucas mm. made later on. Well, this guy Harmy made it his number one goal in life to recreate the film based on doing a little bit of paintwork, visual effects, to clean up and try to take it back, adding grain, all sorts of things. He <coughs> Taking out shit that he put back in and it's the Drove best. To undo. It is the yeah. best version of the film and it is super quality. It's 10, 1080p, looks beautiful on, on the big screen, the music, everything. It's stunning. From I won't watch the DVD, the Blu-ray version and I'll watch the Harmy versions, all three of the original films. Well, we need a director's cut or a slight cut <coughs> or a whatever. <laughs> Of demo man, yes, yeah. Yeah. the de-illuminated. I'm, I'm they could even yeah. call it the the uh, daughter's cut. That includes his daughter, in Katie it. Cut. Yeah, Katie Cut. All right, so um, his car crashes into the water. That's when all the polystyrene comes out, and he cracks out of the polystyrene. Phoenix escapes. Phoenix has escaped. There's a cool little joke that happens about there. You remember it? That's when Huxley's like dusting him off, and he's like, "Oh, you're all dirty. You look like, yeah, you yeah. feel like a cannoli." Yeah, he says, yeah. "I feel like a, a cannoli. cannoli." And then he's like, "You know, your your uniform's all dirty." And he's like, "Don't worry, I can fix it up with a needle and thread. It'll be really..." Oh God! <laughs> Did he like remembers? That? He's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I was a seamstress. And in the in the script, this is where he he loses the the Oldsmobile and. He stops a truck and gets into the truck and follows him with a truck with four trailers and okay. and that runs through the entire police headquarters and demolishes <laughs> okay. everything All right. except for one wall which he takes out on his way out. <laughs> Later on, he just drives <laughs> to that remaining wall. So he just they, they play that card of him demolishing buildings much nicer there. That would have been the film. that would have been a good inclusion mm. in the film. The um, the police superintendent, who's titled Dick, throughout Chief the whole. Earl. Throughout the whole movie, um, he's just an idiot. He turns up. The rest of the cops turn up. I think they crash in front of the police station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They? yeah. Um, and they all turn up, and he, he says, "Right, you're going back. You're going back, John Spartan." You got a Neanderthal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then Edgar Friendly shows up with his posse. By happy coincidence, that's right. Edgar Friendly and all his crew. Including, Which I don't get because we just had a chase <laughs> at high speed sea. away from them, yep. and immediately they, they must have been some high, high speed underground vehicles, or a, just a really big roundabout. <laughs> or maybe they just yeah. went around in a big circle. It's yeah. possible, yeah. And what's the? There's one of the cops who's who's now wearing tires and that's Benjamin Bratt. And, yeah, yeah, he's joined the uh, he's joined the merry band. So of, one of the cops has kind of switched sides. Yep. Garcia, Garcia, yep. yep. Okay, so um, the next story beat, and we're getting very close to the end here. Um, it's um, now that cocktail's house. Now yeah, Simon yeah. is with his posse at cocktail's. Yeah, house. yeah, yeah. But this time with his with his posse. Yeah. Um, and so, Doctor Cocked, Cocto yep. is pretty Im- pretty impressed with the the whole deal. Actually, yeah, and he's yeah. like, I couldn't yeah, have hoped. Fucking awesome! <laughs> I couldn't have hoped for for so much chaos. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because now he knows. Which every um, budding dictator knows. Now that people are scared, I can pass all sorts of crazy shit. And yeah, absolutely. Go yep. along with it. Yeah. Put put cameras in every bathroom and everywhere. Yeah. 
And um, and I don't know. Does is this where they he tries to offer some sort of deal to Phoenix? And mm, well, Phoenix wants. All the, like, all the East Coast yeah, cities that's right. or something. Yeah, yeah, he wants to, you know, they start working out some deal. But it doesn't kind of work out, yeah. and uh, Phoenix wants to kill him, but he can't do it personally so himself. So he just throws a gun to somebody else and <laughs> says, how about you kill him? <laughs> throws it to Jesse Ventura. Yeah, then Jesse Ventura unloads. So Cocteau dead. Yes. Yep. Dead, Throw him on a fire. Dead and on. thrown on the fire. Actually, Dr. Cocteau, isn't there a German expressionist film? Or am I thinking of Dr. Moreau? Dr. Moreau? I don't know. Dr. Island of Doctor, the Island of Doctor Moreau. Moreau. Yes, <laughs> that's with all the animals. And yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. wrong thing. Move along. All right, well, we move along to the conclusion. Is that they uh, pri- associate Bob? What happens to him? Oh After yes, Cocteau's dead. He he flips yeah. <laughs> very quickly. He goes, <laughs> it's only one way for me to stay alive. Uh, yes, I'll work for the. I could offer my same services to you in your new uh, administration. Yeah, and here's a funny thing again, out of the script. I have to tell you that because he says, "Well, to make me more, to make me a better and willing associate, uh, Doctor Co, cut off my. How do you say?" My testicles. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and and uh, Wesley Snipes said, "Oh, it's okay. We, we get you some new ones. <laughs> some new ones. You can do that in the future, can you?" And, uh, uh, Bob says, "Yes, you can. <laughs> That's good. I get me an extra pair too, just in case." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should have been in the movie. That should have been in the movie. I, <laughs> I can I can hear him saying it. They need it. They need a reboot, a Demolition yep. Man reboot. Yep, yep. True to the script, reboot. All right, and uh, so the conclusion is um, the two of them, Simon and Simon and John. Well, Simon needs more boys. He needs more dudes. He now needs all of them. He, he wants to defrost everyone. Yes. 80, 80, eighty of right. them. So he goes back to the cryo facility mm-hmm. to defrost some more uh, lads. And Spartan follows him. Y- yeah. Well, they come to Dr. Cocteau, see he's dead. Then they see that they initialize the thing. Yep. They're the throwing from Dr. Cocteau's office. And yep. that's mm-hmm. how they know that they have to go to the cryo prison next. Yep. He yep. becomes easy to track because there's murder death kills everywhere he goes. Which delights Chief Earl because yes. that was his plan, wasn't it? Yeah. Just Chief f- Earl said, just wait for the next murder. Just and then we know follow where he the is. murder death <laughs> Yeah, that was his plan. That's right. <laughs> Good plan. Um, okay. So they have a big gigantic fight in the in the freeze room. Yep. And this is where the um, where the last henchman gets get dispatched. Yeah, the last of the henchman gets Sandra dispatched. Sandra Bullock kills one herself with a gun. Does she in the movie? Yes, yes, she kills him. Mm. This yeah. man died by my hands. Yep, oh, that's, right. that's right. That's right. He's a bit and, shocked. And, then, and uh, Bob, the assistant, flees. Again, which he doesn't do in the script. Oh. And the script. And he Huxley flees. gets knocked out. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, we have to go with the time. So. In yeah, she gets knocked out with a with a with a sleep stick because uh, Spartan sure. doesn't want her to to be involved in what's going down at the facility. Mm-hmm. He's going to take. So he it. goes in by himself. Yeah, which is his that's his mo. Mm. He's yeah. a loner. Yeah, and that's where Associate Bob flees, and 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 Snipes sees Spartan coming and knows how trigger happy he is. He goes to Bob and says, and again, this is not in the film. This is in the in the script. He says. Yeah, you you go down the stairs. I'll cover you. Run, 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 boy! <laughs> and so, Bob runs in and and just runs straight into Spartan, who quickly shoots him before he realizes <laughs> that that's not Phoenix. So he just quickly shoots Bob, and Bob's dead. Oh, that's an interesting. Uh, it's very non Hollywood, is it? Yeah. That's well, in fun. this film, he's a he's a you know he's a he's a creep. He yeah. he helps Cocteau with his evil plan. <clears throat> he 
It doesn't has no redeeming features. Mm. No, but other than no, that, no, no, but even then, off. like no, he which, would be unarmed, and like having a hero yeah, kill an unarmed, unarmed person in a Hollywood movie. Well, maybe that's why they didn't do it because in the film he totally yeah, survived. No, that's yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. If the hero is going to kill somebody, he does it deliberately. He doesn't do it accidentally. If you can almost hear Stallone saying to the director, "Yeah, I don't do that. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. It's not my way. That's a little too articulate, but yeah, yeah." <laughs> I think there was a. I don't do this shit. I was reading somewhere that I think there was another sh- a shot cut out of there because it was considered too violent, which was mm. the ear clap. Did anybody read about that? No. Ear clap. No. I think there's a shot in the movie where John Spartan, like, like a clap, mm. yeah. whacks like uh, yeah. Phoenix on the either side of the head. Yeah, you can ears. incapacitate someone like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Well, they and did. Think- sh- they did cut out all the shots because there's all the people who work in the cryo facility mm-hmm. who Simon Phoenix then murders. Or well, maybe that was what and they, Simon that was Phoenix filmed. was doing. They, they, he's, he, in the film, you just see them, you just see him shooting. You right. don't see the That's, people dying. But that was cut out because they did film that and that was considered too graphic as well. Right. Okay. So that was probably the head clap that, that, was, that was cut out. Yep. The thing that I thought funny about that was that then what happens next is... The freeze balls come out. That's right. Right? And they're sort of floating around. They're all dangerous and stuff. And there's slow yep. motion freeze ball coming down. And if anybody touches the freeze ball, they'll freeze. Yep. And then it. But also the, the liquid is leaking. The liquid's going the everywhere. As well. and it's slow motion. Dinner. There's sparks yep. going everywhere. Yep. And eventually Phoenix gets frozen by the freeze ball. Yes. Right? And then. John Spartan proceeds to kick his head off. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And it actually, it refers back to a line that he has right at the start of the film where he, he says, um, lose my head. I, I'd lose my head if it wasn't screwed oh, on or something that. like that. Yeah, that's right. He says it right at the very start where he gets caught. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's in reference to later on in the film he loses his head, which they actually did. It was a resin um, model. Three. And... And they dipped it in um, liquid nitrogen. Yeah, they had oh, three. Right. They had three models. They mm. had one, a rubber one, which is the first bounce, mm. and then they had a resin one with filled with some sort of fake brain tissue and stuff, which is the second one that they mm-hmm. they throw. Because it's a good slow mo of it, yeah. shattering. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's not coming back. If, as 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 the demise of of the nemesis. Which is always in an action film. It's right up there. It's mm. uh, it's a pretty good one. Mm. Yeah, mm. pretty final. It's befitting, mm. and it's the same cast that the fa- same facial expression and even body posture somewhat that he was when he was frozen because they used the same cast. Oh, okay. At the very end for the head kicking off. Yep. Cool. And <sighs> then okay, so that's a bad guy done. And then we just got a little conclusion at the end. Well, we've got to have the the wrap up, the conclusion, the result. The whole yeah, we've had the ending. Gets, gets, now gets we need a demolished. result of that ending. And so it's the the good clean cops. What's the patch? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We've well, got to have the patch. Well, before that, before that, the good clean cops meet the the dirty, grimy underground That's right. people. And the plan is that they need to get a little dirtier, and they need they to get, get a whole little. lot cleaner. <laughs> Um, and, and then, and then the they'll work out something in the yes, middle. Yes, because, you know, Dr. Cocteau's dead, so they're like, right. what are we going to do now? That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, you know, two extremes, yep. and you just got to meet in the middle a little One bit. One thing that's really odd is that this society is not the world, right? This is yeah. San Angeles. I was wondering yeah. This is one area. Yeah. How can they be so bloody what's, what's everyone isolated? Else doing? Yeah. Everybody else in the world is still running riots. Mm. So uh, uh, do they have a huge big wall around San Angeles that they're mm-hmm. so... In 
Maybe Trump. Unaware of what's. Maybe everyone else died. Oh, actually, maybe it's like Mega City One, the yeah. gigantic wall. Yeah. And um, we forgot the Schwarzenegger joke. Oh, yeah. We also, oh, yeah. we also forgot the singing singing ad jingles. Yes. What's the Schwarzenegger joke? <laughs> the Schwarzenegger joke. She's talking about, she's talking about uh, the different acts that got passed. And one got passed by President Schwarzenegger. President right. Schwarzenegger Library that she yeah, goes to. Yeah, l- Library. And he said, what? And and she talks, and she says, you know, the actor, he, he got made a president. And, uh, you know, they um, Amendment 62 allows someone not born in the USA to become president. And it's just like, Schwarzenegger? Present? Really? Yeah. Him? <laughs> and it's and it's kind of that playing on their yeah, on, yeah. on the rivalry between the two. And and Stallone in one of his moments of good acting actually looks like d- deflated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is also a year I think after Schwarzenegger made the film where he is a film character come to life. What's that? Yeah, it's, um, um oh. And in that film, in they are in a video store. They're in the video store, and, and they have Stallone the Terminator. is on a poster as yeah. the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> so back to back, those two guys yeah. did those things in their their films. Yeah. Also, in, in a lot of in, in in I just saw Tango and Cash, and somewhere in Tango and Cash, they look at Salona. Who do you think you are, Rambo? <laughs> and in this film, Demolition Man, the same thing. Well, they do mention Rambo as well because mm. uh, when he, when Phoenix is in the museum and goes to the laser gun, he goes, "Oh, mm-hmm. give me that, give me that weapon, Rambo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was called La- the last no the last, last action hero last action hero yeah, yeah of course hero. it's a good film the last action hero it's a good film because I it's I a, don't know if I've ever actually seen it's it. a bit no. of a piss take of action heroes yeah and the the boy that skips stool, school and goes to the deserted sort of unpopular mm. cinema mm. Um, somehow gets a magic ticket or something yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that and lets him enter into movies that lets mm. him enter into the film so which and, is the film action movie. The director film called Action Hero. The Last oh. Action Hero. Well, there's The Last Action Hero. Ah, that's it. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So um, what do we end up with? With a, with, a, with a big, yeah, pash. As, have as, a bit of a pash at the there's end. There's the pash. And a camera tilt up to a pretty lame yeah. little flimsy fire that is burning, even though the entire cryo prison should have been utterly demolished at this point. Because yeah. as, as he runs out, again, script, not film, uh, Stallone has the laser cutter. Okay. And he just grinds through walls because he's trying to outrun the freezing uh, uh, yeah. effect. Yep. Yeah, okay. And uh, he just cuts down the entire building in the process. <laughs> he, he's outside and he sees walls standing and he just goes... <laughs> because he hates that fucking prison. See, there, this is my problem with... He the kills dem- everyone inside. There's 200 inmates in oh, there. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there is too. <laughs> this is my problem with man? the Demolition Man title is yeah. that obviously in the books, he's living up to that title. Mm. It just didn't seem yeah, so much in the, in the movie. So in the script... They they do it, but in the movie, not so much. In the script, budget. they do it. Sorry, not you the have a much speech. bigger budget yeah, when you yeah. can do it. We just yeah. have to write it. Um, 57 million budget. Um, opening weekend, it made 15 million. Um, Wasn't it, US total takings 58 58 million? million gross US, but cumulative worldwide gross 159 million. Mm-hmm. And recently, Sylvester Stallone sued 20th Century Fox, I believe it's 20th Century Fox, I'm sorry, the Water Brothers or 20th Century Fox, um, because they stiffed him. He, he had an agreement for 13% of the um, of the box office takings, of the overall takings, mm-hmm. right? Um, so front end, he had a front end deal. Front end deal. 13%. And 
he sent a letter. His company sent his production company sent a letter saying, um, "I haven't received anything. Can you please send through the actual figures?" Mm-hmm. Um, they sent something through saying that the movie was a loss. That there, and we don't owe you anything. And then apparently, about a couple of months later, he receives an, another letter saying that um, the movie. Oh, here is a check for two point three million, but it didn't have any of the stuff that you normally get mm. with a uh, that shows in what territories it made mm. what and this sort of stuff, which was suspect. So he just filed filed a motion in the court, and I think it's currently. I think it's either still going through or they've settled out of court for After an undisclosed amount. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they stiffed him on the money. But, I mean, like, when did he start to... Oh, no, it was only a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it it, like in 1980, 1994, it got an award, the SCAP award, mm-hmm. for top box office films. Wow. So, it, then he must have known that it made it a lot of money. Mm. Well, it, did, it, it didn't make much compared to the $57 million budget domestically like domestically I think it only made one or two million more yeah, than yeah. what it cost to make but internationally it was huge you watched it oh yeah you watched it mm. we all watched we all it international, in, its, in, in its original run and we're international mm. um, viewers just had um, to swap the logo from Taco Bell to Pizza Hut yeah, and otherwise to, you wouldn't have seen not it. to mention <laughs> the blu-ray the blu-ray and and video um, release uh, and and uh, DVD release Revenue would have been, and then syndicate revenue from TV, mm. TV, and and cable, mm. so it would have made an absolute fortune. So, and as part of that article, there's a bunch of other people that are suing movie companies for stiffing them on. on Wesley the Snipes did it for some other film, yeah, probably The Blade. Yeah, it was something bloody. Mm. That's right. Yep. Um, he, got, he got Wesley Snipes got hammered by the Internal Revenue Service. So they broke ooh, him. No, he he. Well, no, he deserved it. He deserved it. He didn't it. pay any fucking taxes. He went to jail for but, like... But it for, broke him. Yeah, like it totally broke him. And yeah. and he only came out for um, Stallone's Expendables. Okay. Expendables three. 3. He couldn't get to Expendables 1 because he wasn't legally allowed to leave the country <laughs> at the time. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, this then is a nice segue on to uh, another cool thing that I found. Um, Demolat- uh, Demolition Man predictions that came true. All right. Okay, so there's a couple uh, of websites that iPads that hype. Yeah, yeah. There's lots the of handheld them. device. So uh, listed here on this wi- this one. No, let us let us guess. Okay, so guess. we have we have comp- uh, speech self, interface, self driving cars. Yes, car. that's on this list. Talking interface with computers. Yes, that's in, kind of on this list. Um, geo tracking. Uh, yes, they didn't call it that on this list, but yes, I know yep. what you mean. Yeah, Taco Bell isn't so big, so that wouldn't be on. No. <laughs> There is when I when I researched uh, Taco Bell in Australia, there's now the third attempt. They've they recently this year opened uh, Taco Bell in Brisbane. It's the only one that's in Australia, mm. and it's their third attempt to break into the Australian yeah, market. We tried it the first time because um, the because in Australia, well, yeah, basically their food is when they tried it was the lowest quality crap, which is why it's such yeah. a good joke in the film. Yeah, yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's because yeah, because it's all posh and whatever <laughs> yeah. in the film, yeah. and it's all right. shit. On this list, then, mm. they have the predictions from Demolition Man that they've got on this list is Arnie's political career. Yes. Didn't become president, though. No. Can never. No, can, can, he, no, he can never become president. Not unless they change. You have to what be, did come you have to true, be an American, though, You have to be born that, an American yeah. citizen. Yeah, yeah, but what what did come true, though, when he ran for governor, there were people in his party that actually seriously wanted him to become president because he was so popular and think he would probably win and mm. that they wanted 
to make that amendment. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But that never got through. Um, video phone calls. Some say that he's married to, Schwarzenegger's married to Shriver. Mm. And Shriver is a Kennedy. Mm. And they okay. reckon that marrying a Schwarzenegger into that family was their attempt to make a bulletproof Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> poor joke. It's poor joke. Video phones don't exist because nobody uses them. <laughs> Video we phones. could, but nobody wants to. Everybody loves texting. True. Um, hand tablets. Tablets. Yeah. Yep. Had tablets in the movie. Yep. Self-driving cars. Taco Bell winning the franchise wars. No. Well, Wesley Snipes being a hardened criminal. criminal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> he hated that white hair color. He totally rubbed that out the Dennis moment the Rodman film. Dennis Rodman loved it. And then Dennis, Dennis Rodman, Rodman loved it and took, took, took <laughs> that He took off. it off him. Oh, <laughs> did he? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, right. says a lot because Dennis Rodman's a lot more like Simon Fink. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Uh, teleconferences. Yep. I just tried to imagine Jackie Chan in that get up. Yeah. That's weird. And, and us not understanding a fucking thing he would have said because in those, <laughs> he, he was in far fewer English-speaking movies at that, mm-hmm. at that stage of his career. Um, voice-activated appliances. YouTube instructional videos <laughs> when they're learning how to yeah yeah how to on the to, on the tablet on the tablet, um, yeah, and probably also the rise of politically correct, mm. you know, yeah, culture. Yeah. I think as like Simon Phoenix says, you know, everybody has a right to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Do you know why they all the humans in San Angeles are wearing these long gowns and these kimonos, huge, no. huge broad-brimmed hats? Because the ozone layer is gone. Oh, right, okay. They are protecting themselves against radiation. Well, that's kind of a prediction as well. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. That's it. That's Demolition Man. Uh, rating system is uh, buy, borrow, burn. Mm-hmm. Dan, where are you with it? Um, I'm definitely in the buy. I think it's a friggin' awesome movie, and I fucking love it. And um, yeah, I'm in buy. Buy, yeah. Buy. You'd have it in your collection, totally. Rick, buy cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Buy it in the bargain bin, but still buy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you know my answer. My answer is this, you've already this got it. DVD you, you that I own. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, I, I would have it. I'm surprised I don't have it in my collection, but uh, yeah, I've got a soft spot for it, so it's a buy for me, and that's. It's been a while since we've had a f- quadruple buy scenario. Yeah, mm. it's actually it was actually I found it better than I remembered it. Normally, same here. M- the result is always the opposite. Yeah, mm. but I was expecting. And what crap. does that say about us? And what does that <laughs> say about the f- about the show that the first film that we've had a clean sweep of buy is a fucking Sylvester Stallone <laughs> action movie from the early 90s. A well-made one. We could have picked others that wouldn't have been in the bar. With no um, uh, no famous quirky director or any This is his first film, the director. Points. That was yeah. the first film on his list, and he's only got like five films. To yeah, I yeah. saw. He didn't have a lot on his yeah. list afterwards either, no. Yep. All right, gentlemen, that's it for another show. Uh, until next time, it's bye for me. Be well for me. <laughs> and Hansu Kongs. <laughs> 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 <laughs>